Welcome to the GV Talks Book Show, where it's all about reading and literacy at Genesee Valley Central School. Join us as we talk about the ongoing book studies in our district, updates in our library, and hear about our amazing literacy celebrations throughout the year. Join me, your host, Lindsay Simpson, as we hear from our very own Genesee Valley literacy gurus as we celebrate literacy together. The episode you are about to hear was recorded March 2020. As you know, that month the whole world was turned upside down. Unfortunately, when the COVID-19 shutdown happened, I didn't have access to the audio to edit and release, and our focus was shifted to other things. However, these students' voices deserve to be heard, even if it is a year later. So I hope you enjoy this recording surrounding Esperanza Rising and how it connected with these students' high school Spanish class with Mrs. Emily Palmer. Welcome to this episode of GV Talks Books. I am your host, Lindsay Simpson, and I am here with our next class to share out a novel that they have been reading in their class. So before we get started, we're gonna go right around the table and ask everyone to introduce themselves. We'll start over here. If you can just share to, with our listeners your name and your grade. Hi, I'm Emily Mess and I'm in the 10th grade. Thanks Emily for joining me today. Hi, I'm Tasha Wedge and I'm in 11th grade. I'm Nate Slauson and I'm in 10th grade. I'm Gavin Soleil and I'm in 10th grade. I'm Trent Scott and I'm also in 10th grade. So thanks guys for sitting down with me. Um, can somebody tell me what book you've been reading? We've been reading Esperanza Rising. By? Pam Munoz Ryan. <laughs> okay. Munoz. Pam Munoz Ryan. There we go. All right. Thank you very much. So I have not read this book. Um, probably like some of our readers that or, or listeners that are going to be tuning into this episode. So can someone give a brief summary of the book without giving away any spoilers? No spoilers allowed. Okay. No spoilers. So it follows the story of, as you could probably guess, a girl named Esperanza. Shocker. Yes. Whoa. And due to unforeseen circumstances, uh, her, her family, and some family friends have to move to America and immigrate in. And they eventually work up, uh, end up working at a farm facility that's run by farm, uh, farm owners. Okay. What's the time frame of this book? Is it modern time? Is it past, future? What What are we looking at? Great Depression. Okay. It was actually yes. in the 1930s, around when the Great Depression was actually flourishing in America. Okay. Perfect. So when we think about the structure of the book study in class, um, you know, every class kind of reads, do, does novels a little differently, depending on the structure of the class. Can you share how that's worked here? Like, have you done a lot of reading at home and come in just to discuss? Have you done the reading and discussions together? What's the structure been like? Um, it was kind of different each time, but um, we mostly just um, listened to the teacher read it in English as we followed along in Spanish, and we found that that helped us to learn Spanish terms better as we followed along. Okay, so yeah. Big thing I forgot to mention, what class is this? <laughs> uh, Spanish. Espanol. 
three. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so we're in a Spanish three class. So yeah, that puts like an extra twist on a novel read. So she had um, she had the English version, and then you guys had um, Spanish versions. Yep. Okay. So, do you think that that was helpful, being able to hear the English while following along with the Spanish? Yeah. Yeah, we originally tried um, her reading in Spanish and us in English, and that was a lot harder. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't end well. I was, like, so lost in the first word. Which is funny, because I would have thought that would have been the easier way, but it, it's easier no. the other way. <laughs> okay. When you'd come to class, what were your discussions like did you just talk about character and character development did you go into the themes of the book what was the focus why were you doing this we talked a lot about the symbolism behind a lot of the words she chose and just a lot of lines they said we went more in depth with them and a lot of the character development okay so um nate you had mentioned that the book uh, focuses around esperanza and her family having to move out so were there any characters in particular that had a larger character development than others that um, stood out in the book? The largest one was Esperanza. Okay. Um, she's from a rich family and she had to move and become a farm worker. So, big character development. Um, Miguel is one of the family friends and he had some significant development too. Okay. So, how did this book relate to what you have been learning otherwise in the Spanish class because it's always great to look at a novel and use it as a way to learn another language but I have to imagine that there's been connections with the other standards and, and other elements of your Spanish class itself. Just more of an example um, like this book kind of just shows more of an example of uh, human rights being violated. Okay. Can you, is there an example that you can give without giving away too much of the story or any like big pieces of the story? Poor work conditions is brought up uh, quite often in the book actually. And low pay, like lower pay than ordinary workers, like if they were American or something, just lower pay. Okay, that makes sense. Um, any other deep connections that you made while reading? Civil rights. Civil rights. And, and how did civil rights play a role in the book? Um, eventually in the class, after we finished reading, we moved on to a movie that focused on <laughs> civil rights. Uh, Cesar Chavez, who was a real person who organized a union for farm workers in California, um, uh, Latino and Filipino workers. And they all went on strike for years until finally uh, they uh, they got what they needed, uh, higher pay, and it's sort of weird because the book from is like the opposite because um, there is a strike in this book, but it's not as highlighted as you'd think it would be. Well, ago. Well, guys, strike in Spanish. Okay, so I figured you're thinking, well, the person, place, thing, what is this? Okay. It's my noun. So for our listeners, I, um, I, I took Spanish <laughs> in high school. Um, I, I retained very little. So I have a very Ooh. fun time coming into this class. 
and trying my best to follow along and seeing what I can remember and maybe what I'm learning for the first time. <laughs> like Holga, I don't think I ever learned that. Maybe I did. I Olga. don't. <laughs> now I know it. So. Welcome. <laughs> it's a person. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. So, all right. So, lots of different themes from the book then. You know, we're talking about um, immigration. We're talking about um, working conditions. We're talking about human rights violations. We're talking about civil rights and, and talking about our strikes that we're making connections with outside of class and these other films that we're watching. So, lots of different things that we can make a connection to. Anything else that we can think of? Racism. Being a minority. <laughs> Racism is a huge thing in the book. It's uh -huh. brought up constantly as, as well, it, it just is. <laughs> so when we think about um, racism and, and being a minority, how does this book highlight what it would have been like in the 1930s during the Great Depression versus how it is today? Because these are topics that we still see in the news and we're seeing in politics now. Um, in the book, um, we've, going back to Miguel, um, he wanted to work on railroad engines and um, he couldn't get the job even though he was technically more experienced th uh, over a white man who had no experience. Uh, they get significantly less pay than uh, anyone else. And it's a running theme in the book um, that the whites think that they are inferior or dirty. The, the, oh, so the whites think that Mexican. other yeah. races yeah. are. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> no, they, no, they think not they're the theme inferior. I picked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't like themselves. They have poor self esteem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally. Um, but no, now I know what you're saying. <laughs> so, okay, so that it really seems like even though this book is, is taking place back then, it has a lot of relevance to what we might be seeing in the news now, which is, it's really great when you can find a book like that because then it's not a drag to read because you can, oh yeah, like we do this all the time still. So when you think about your other classes, I know here at Genesee Valley we want to try to collaborate with other classes, make connections with other classes across right. the disciplines. How did reading Esperanza Rising further your knowledge in any of your other courses? Is there anything that you're learning that also connects to these topics? Um, kind of connects with what we were learning in global and English, which it was in South Amer South Africa, which is, as you'd imagine, South in Africa. Um, and they had a system called apartheid, and it was segregation between black people and white people. Um, but the black people were there originally, and then Britain came and colonized them and made themselves the higher. And so then they made three classes, which were white, colored, and then black. And colored people were like a mix between black and white people, so mm -hmm. you couldn't really tell what they were. So they decided that they were colored. And black people had to live in places called ghettos because they were dirty and no one wanted to be around them. And black people could not be seen with white people. So that, there's your connection from Global, and that does seem like it, it has a lot of connections to Esperanza Rising. Anything else? 
Um, we're furthering our apartheid conversation by um, the 10th grade class is doing a joint project in English and Global where we're studying um, uh, civil rights and we are human going through recent violations. violations of human rights and we mm -hmm. have all been assigned um, an instance of that. Do you all have the same instance or did everybody get something different? Something we all got something different. Okay. <coughs> so. Would you mind sharing what you guys' topics are? I have the current leader of Myanmar. Her name is Aung San Suu Kyi. And basically, um, there are a lot of human rights being violated in that um, topic because she, because she's a woman, they, uh, the military and basically just the government of Burma in general just are keep rejecting her and they keep even though they have like technically the rules don't really have anything against her being leader it's just cuz she's a woman they're like you just don't you can't be a, you can't be a president or anything like that but she's been trying to fight to be Myanmar's president instead of just their leader and there were times when telephone lines were cut so that way and um people couldn't report anything to the police and that way uh, they also didn't allow anyone to enter Aung San Suu Kyi's house or exit it. So there's a lot of unfair treatment and human rights violations and those are just a few examples. Wow. Okay, that's heavy. Is that something that, ha what time frame was that in? Is that a present it, um, event or is it was it in the past? From the research that I've done so far, I recall um, it. While her father uh, was the old leader of Myanmar, and he was assassinated in I think 1947. Okay. So technically, it's been occurring this whole thing, this whole predicament between you know having hers, stuff like that. Um, 1947 and the 1980s. I also re recall a lot of activity with Aung San Suu Kyi going on, her trying to be the leader, her trying to be the president. Yeah. Okay, so pretty recent then, if we're talking about the 80s, you know, up to mm -hmm. the 80s, that, that wasn't too long, I mean, I shouldn't say that too, it wasn't too long ago. Okay. Um, <laughs> I have um, Mao Zedong and the Great Leap Forward and the Chinese Cultural Revolution. Um, the proposal itself was called the Great Leap Forward and it was a five-year plan uh, from 1958 to 1963, but was discontinued in 61 due to millions of deaths of starvation. Um, his plan was to industrialize China by um, significantly increasing the agriculture mm -hmm. and their crop yields. And this led, their overpopulation led to millions of people starving especially uh, the peasants and anyone who couldn't afford to eat. Interesting. All right. What? I heard I had the Darfur genocide. Um, uh, Darfur is located in western Sudan. Um, it's populated by African Arabs, and since they're not technically Arabs, they're considered non-Arabs because they're black, and so um, Arabs are trying to wipe out all of the African Arabs so that they can have that region and it be pure, so to speak. 
Okay. I had the Armenian Genocide, which happened right after World War One, and the Ottoman Empire, when it was on the merge of collapsing. The group stepped up and decided to cleanse the Ottoman Empire and killed every religion other than Muslim. Sam? Yeah, if, we ta if we're talking about human rights violations, I think all of your topics hit that. <laughs> so, Definitely. Yeah. So when we, <clears throat> when we think about history in our, our historical context, so we know that Esperanza Rising is in the 1930s. Um, some of your topics range from like the 1940s, 1950s, all the way up to the 1980s. So as you're looking at these topics, have you seen any continuation of historical context from what you know about Esperanza Rising, even though it's historical fiction, there are historical pieces embedded in the book, on what was going on in the world in the 1930s with the Great Depression, and then how it's led to some of these other human rights violations as we go forward in our timeline. Uh, for my topic specifically, um, classism as a topic is, is shared between um, Esperanza Rising and the, the Great Leap Forward. Classism is a huge thing because most of the people who died during the Great Leap Forward were lower class who couldn't afford to eat. And then what was the connection with Esperanza Rising? Um, classism is another theme in the book. Okay. Mm. All right. Revolutions were also very strong in both, well, in some of our topics and Esperanza Rising because they were just getting done with the, I think, Mexican or Spanish Revolution. It was, and that caused a lot of lack of government in Mexico, which overall led to them immigrating to the United States. And that's how a lot of these violations happen in a lot of our topics, is the revolutions and there need to be a fill in government. It's awesome. And I find with my topic, how I can connect that to the book, um, is like the discrimination of certain social groups. Um, like. In Esperanza Rising, they discriminated the low-class Mexicans, the farm workers, and then in my topic, they're discriminating on Sang Suyi because she's a woman. I have to say, I, I'm so impressed listening to you guys talk about these different topics. I feel like I need to go sit in with some of the global classes because Thanks. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, seriously though, like I, I know this is part of our content, but when I was when I took global, but it's been so long that I don't remember it all. And um, hearing how you're connecting all the different things is really impressive. Thanks. So yeah, it, it really is. Um, I might I just have to sit in the back and it's fun <laughs> take a I love, listen. It's fun it though. Just, I love global class for this podcast. I have to just promote and have global be my sponsor for a minute. <laughs> you just have to promote it. global because it's a great class. Sit in it whenever you can. <laughs> just learn amazing things. There you go. That's my promotion. There you go. Do you think it's so? When you think about, um, you know, we're we're talking about all these topics coming into Esperanza Rising. Have you shared what you'd learned about Esperanza Rising in global? Have you gone like that the other way? No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we haven't learned anything Mexican revolution related in global as of yet. I mean, we did talk about like the Latin American revolution when we were talking about just revolutions, yeah. but that was a couple months ago, I think, so. It's, it's global, so we don't learn about U.S. history yet. Fair. Yeah. yeah. 
That would yeah, be we avoid the U.S. That would be 11th grade. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that, that too. So don't yeah. forget. So this, yeah. this episode will be out there. So next year in 11th grade, you can pull this back up and, and share it with Wait, your teacher. Wait, where will it be, though, this episode? It's going to be, like, everywhere. Oh, my God. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> like, where's everywhere? So everywhere we're talking about, um, it'll go out on all podcast platforms. So Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor are the top ones people normally listen to. And it will also be playing on the Angelica radio station, 92.7, Thursday afternoons. Oh. So. I'm going to be on the radio. There you go. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> you know, the, famous. these are things that you want to hold on to because I do think there's a lot of relevance between what I'm hearing about Esperanza, Esperanza Rising and some of the content coming forward. So don't forget so that you can make those connections later. So I want to thank you guys for coming on. Uh, before we conclude the episode, is there anything that you guys want to add about the book? Um, whether it's content-based, whether it's just like whether you like the book or not, or how we, the structure was of reading the book, anything you want to add before we finish? It's a great book. Read the book. Join our global class. There you go. <laughs> Come to GB. It's, it's, it's a lower-level book because solely we had – we were reading it in Spanish. Uh, we couldn't understand it if it wasn't. But it's it's still worth the time to read. Good to know. It's actually based on the author's great-grandmother. So, Okay, so it's historical fiction, but there is somebody that... Yeah. They took some liberties, yeah. but yeah. there is a real there person. There was an Esperanza Ortega. <laughs> that is really cool. Okay, I did not know that. I did a little bit of research before I came, but... An Esperanza means hope in Spanish. Fun ah, fact. Fun fact. Fun fact. <laughs> That's an important piece. That's pretty cool. Okay, so so far today I've learned Palga is... Okay. Strike? Yeah. Muy yep. bien. And the hey. And, <laughs> and, and now we've got Esperanza Means Hope. So see what I'm learning in just 21 minutes. Got it two words wow. down. <laughs> so thank you all for taking the time and joining me on this episode. If you as a listener Denial. are interested in reading Esperanza Rising, you can head to your local library, check it out, or you can hop online and get a digital copy either as a digital ebook or as an audiobook. From everyone here at Genesee Valley, we want to thank you for joining us in this episode of GV Talks Books. And to remind you that the journey of a lifetime starts with the turning of a page. Mm -hmm.